minute watch of the John Landis written and directed 1981 horror classic An American World from London. I'm your host Troy and I would like to thank you for joining me on this journey. As today's episode is being dropped on October 21st, the popular observances and holidays that are being observed are the uh, CMT Awards are being held, uh, which are being, I guess, celebrated in the United States and Canada. In the U.S., it is Pronouns Day. And in Australia, it is Gleelong Cup Day and Ride to Work Day. It is also World War II Victims Remembrance Day in Serbia. And it also marks Minute 29 of An American World from London which starts with trying a little harder and ends with uh, never so weird. So this minute finishes off where Alex has now just offered David the Salisbury steak and and mashed potatoes on the fork. Let's try a little harder, shall we? She insists that he should make some more effort into this situation. Would you give me a break? And he is totally not having this. Quickly before he realizes it, she actually reaches out, grabs his nose, and pinches it tight. <coughs> he opens his mouth, and food goes right in. David looks a little bit on the shock side when uh, she finally pulls the fork back out of his mouth while he starts to chew the food and the two of them are just looking at each other in the eye. Alex then uh, goes back to cutting another piece of uh, the Salisbury steak for David to consume and David just watches her. Slowly she cuts another piece and then she offers him another piece wondering if they're going to have the same situation. Will I have to take such drastic action again, David? This time, David willingly opens his mouth and allow her to put the food in. And David gazes at her very, very intriguingly. He seems to be very enamored by this uh, very pushy nurse, this very attractive pushy nurse. We then cut to a wood scene where David, in his uh, On the Moors outfit with the puffy red jacket and the uh, blue backpack, he's running through the forest. He is running, running, running. The camera is tracking along with him, and he runs for a few minutes. It then cuts to a shot where David deeks in and out of a few trees as he comes closer and closer to the camera. Once he reaches a tree right next to the camera, he comes to a quick and uh, hurried halt, where he stares off into the uh, area basically just beyond the uh, camera's lens. We then cut to a shot of a distance vision of which would be this David's POV of seeing himself lying in his hospital bed in the middle of this forest. He is uh, there in pajamas, on uh, the uh, bed just in the middle of the forest 
the shot then cuts back to David in his puffy red jacket where he seems to not be too sure what is actually going on. He has a look of concern on his face. We then cut back to a shot, a closer up shot of uh, David lying down in his hospital gear on the hospital bed and from off uh, camera, uh, off frame, Alex uh, slowly walks in. We then get a full framed shot of Alex as she moves even closer to the bed. She uh, looks down at the sleeping David who is in the hospital bed with a very uh, very hopeful smile on her face. We then do a quick cut to David's face where in a sudden jump scare where, uh, David's face is gray and uh, highlighted shadows in his uh, eyes and he's got these nasty set of uh, both fangs on the top and the bottom set of his teeth and his eyes pop open to uh, to show off these yellow yellow fully yellow eyes in a startling jump scare scenario again being a dream sequence the actual uh, music by Elmer Bernstein breaks in it's a new actual track for this particular sequence and it uh, follows beautifully the emotion of this the running of uh, David coming towards his stop while he uh, views the vision of himself in the hospital bed that comes to an instant stop as soon as David comes up to a rest next to the tree as he observes himself in the distance in the hospital bed the only other sound heard throughout this whole entire dream sequence once the actual music is gone is the sudden jump scare uh, cat-like uh, growl hiss that uh, comes out of David as he does the quick reveal shot of the uh, monster face that he has on. The dream then cuts to obviously the next day and uh, Dr. Hirsch is uh, standing at a mirror uh, clearly washing his hands and in the reflection of the mirror we can see David is sitting up in his bed uh, in another set of pajamas. These ones a uh, slightly light greenish uh, tear, uh, uh, color and uh, he, Dr. Hirsch inquires about uh, his past history with uh, having bad dreams. You've never had bad dreams before. And David explains that uh, he did. Well, sure, as a kid, but never so real, never so weird. And that brings us to the end of Minute 29. Over on the commentary track, Alex starts to force-feed David David Naughton mentioned that she's all business. Griffin jokingly asks if she ever gave uh, you an enema. Uh, David denies that and uh, says that she's just trying to get him interested in English food. And having been there for 10 weeks and in the 80s, it was very hard to get a good meal. At the look between Alex and David, Griffin points out that the sparks are flying. David agrees. Once the dream happens, uh, David talks about this particular makeup job 
that it was the hardest uh, due to the fact of the painfulness experience using the uh, full scleral lenses where the glass lenses were hard to put in and hard to take out. According to the script, at the uh, end of the, uh, the feeding scene, uh, David uh, puts a final note on it by asking for a glass of milk. Now, the one huge difference is the actual dream sequence. In this, the dream sequence is completely different. So according to the uh, script that I have available to me, it uh, has uh, David running through the forest, but this time he's naked and he's going through a green forest and he hears uh, Jack's voiceovers in the background shouting out for David, please help me. Oh God, David, oh my God. Uh, David turns in a blind panic and he runs trying to find the source of where Jack's screams are. So to get the gist of it, I'm just going to actually read what the description says for the scene. All right. So he comes to a clearing in the woods. Light streaming through the tall trees, Jack's screams halt and in mid-word. David looks in disbelief at the clearing. There is a hospital bed with someone in it. It is the same as David's. David walks towards it slowly. The figure in the bed lays still. It grows dark, very dark, and David looks up at the full moon. There is a howl ident identical to the one heard earlier back on the moors. David approaches the bed slowly, fearfully. We hear ocean noises on the soundtrack, the sound of crashing surf. David reaches out to pull back the covers. Lightning and thunder cause him to hesitate for a second. Then silence. Camera remains on David as he pulls off the covers. His face wretches total disbelief and increasing horror. We cut to the bed to find David. He lies there, pale, white, with purple lips and a death pallor. The camera begins to move in on the corpse of David. Cut back to the standing David's terrified face, then continues until David's death mask fills the screen. The face remains still for several beats, then suddenly opens its bright yellow eyes and red mouth revealing fangs and a blood-curling wail which carries over into the next actual cut-to scene where Mrs. Hobbs, the head nurse in charge, hears David screams and efficiently calls out, Orderly! Miss Gallagher! Miss Gallagher and the orderly appear at once. Orderly, go to, at once to 21 and restrain the patient. The orderly takes off. Then Miss Hobbs again continues with, Miss Gallagher, remain here at the desks. I'll be in 21. And then she exits. We then cut to the next day where, as like in the script, it's Dr. Hirsch. But uh, at this point, he's actually not uh, at the sink uh, cleaning his hands. He's actually, uh, it's a bright daylight. Uh, it's a bright day. So he's actually looking out the window when he has this conversation to David about dreams and how David says the exact same thing that he says in the movie. Now, according to the radio drama, the actual sequence where uh, Alex is actually feeding David 
has a few more extra lines just to pad out the scene, but nothing much more. When she uh, inquires as to if the next uh, time is going to be as difficult as this time, David uh, mentions that uh, only if you're going to be here every single time I go to eat. And then she uh, Alex then mentions that uh, about patients that uh, become unpopular or really hard to deal with. And then David says, uh, diff uh, talking about the being a difficult uh, patient, he says that's too bad because he's about to ask for a glass of milk. Now, different from the movie and the script, is Alex actually inquires uh, about uh, David still having nightmares. And she brings up the whole entire thing where uh, Nurse Gallagher had mentioned to her that uh, David was having a dream about uh, eating Bambi. David then clears up the fact that it actually wasn't actually Bambi, but that it was a fawn that he basically stalked, killed, and uh, started to eat. And when he asks her, do you think that's kind of weird? Alex then mentions, well, as long as you're not doing it in real life, I guess it's uh, quite normal, but it doesn't seem like you have much of an appetite uh, here now. Uh, David then also points out, like, that seems to be it. I don't seem to be hungry out here, but in my dreams, I eat because I'm hungry, and then when I wake up, I'm not hungry. And also that he actually really enjoys it. Now, the dream sequence uh, starts off with you hearing uh, Jack calling out David's name in the distance, and David trying to run around, uh, looking around for him. But as uh, David starts to calling out, Jack, Jack, I can't find you, his voice starts to deepen, and it gets more monstrous, and it gets deeper and deeper, to the point where it devolves into growling and snarling of a monster. And then, like the scene, the uh, sequence with the... Uh, head nurse calling both the uh, the orderly and nurse Gallagher there to uh, work on the situation which carries out like the rest of the script and then like the movie the actual scene ends up with uh, Dr. Hirsch and David obviously the next day discussing David's uh, habits of having bad dreams <laughs> And on that note, that brings us to the end of another minute of An American Wall from London and another episode of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. Remember, seeing until we hit Halloween, we are dropping five episodes a week. Be sure to subscribe to, your, to this podcast on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your other favorite podcast catchers to get every single episode once it drops. And if you would be so kind as to share and rate and review, that would be great too. If you feel like following this podcast on the social medias, you can follow Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. If you would like to send us a message via email, send it to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, keep off the moors, stick to the roads, Best of luck.
bum 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 bum